Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. We're sponsored by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everybody. Get it for free in the App Store. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is, is Friendshipping! When the theme this week is... Weird views on science. That is the worst thing to have specifically right now at this moment in history. Agree to agree. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Trin, hello. Jen, hello from my closet. How is your closet? Hello from my closet. My closet's good today. Um, German Shepherd next door is making some noise. It's okay. We love her anyway. Heard yeah. some hammering on the roof. Don't know what that's about. Um, I'm super cranky. Oh, I can't imagine Jen. why. Jen. <laughs> Honestly, like I think that when you're not cranky at this time in history is when it, that's like being superhuman that's like going above and beyond being a bit oh, grumpy man. right now i feel like is that's pretty normal pretty normal yeah that's probably everyone's natural state at this point we're a couple weeks in if you're cranky you're doing your best you're doing great if you're only cranky especially if you're cranky and you're in isolation like jen and i are in isolation like good little citizens, Jen and I are social distancing as hard as we can, working from home, doing our thing from home. If you can also do your thing from home, you should do that. Um, but yeah, so if you're going to be grumpy, but you're just going to be at home playing Animal Crossing, it's kind of like, whoa, that's a pretty good time to be grumpy. Yeah, honestly, I've actually haven't found it difficult to uh, the staying home part has not been difficult on me. And, and I, I thought about it and I figured out why. It's because um, I don't have those feelings of restlessness because I know staying home is a productive thing to do. Like it is the correct thing to do. And sometimes I really like being told what the correct and best thing for people is. And that's what it is. Jen, I'm so glad you said that because I was having those feelings yesterday uh, because, you know, we're we're working still. We're doing our thing still during this pandemic. Like, every, like the only thing that has changed is that we have a new existential threat. I was having this <laughs> I was having this conversation with my mom the other day about how, like, um, I think particular like, you know, Zoomers, millennials, Gen X, um, you know, we've been aware of major existential threats our entire lives. So, like, it's just that we have one more. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know. Add it to the plate. Yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. How else are you, Jen? What other updates shall we give the world about ourselves? Yeah, so I've been reading this book and I wanted to pass something along because I thought it was so cute. And I thought it might be useful. So it's a fiction book, but I picked up a nonfiction fact from it, which is um, a way that children are often taught to inhale and exhale, like to calm down. You know, like the, the big piece of advice is inhale and exhale to calm down when you're feeling stressed or panicky or your, or your thoughts are all over the place. They're taught to, uh, I don't, and this isn't universal, but it's taught in some schools to smell the soup, cool the soup, like smell, oh. inhale, cool the soup, Ooh. exhale. Isn't that delightful? I like that I know, I love it. I know. So I'm passing it along to the adults, the adults listening to this, because I feel like 
We could all use a little soup smelling, yeah. a little soup cooling right now. Legit for breakfast. So like, um, you know, it's it's noon right now, uh, friendshippers. Uh, and I ate a large bowl of bean mush at nine in the morning, as I do these days. Because <laughs> Not because we're, <laughs> we're out of food or anything, but because I just have always really enjoyed eating beans and other like dried grains and stuff. So the first day of the quarantine, I made this gigantic pot of like, multi-grain, multi-bean soup, and I've just been slowly eating it. I heated it up, and um, I'll tell you what, Jen, I am not a soup sniffer or a soup cooler. I am a soup burn your whole mouth on the soup and drink it down right from the bowl person. So <laughs> I am going to take that advice because that was that was a good idea. Let me ask you this. do you Were you also drinking coffee while you were eating your bean soup? Yes, and in fact, I used the soup to take my Adderall. So you were having... Pills and beans. Because if you think about it, isn't coffee just another version of bean soup? Jen, in a way, I had the the healthiest breakfast of all. Quarantine thoughts with Jen and Trin. Jen, um, this question, I know I read the question last time, but I would like to read this question because I, I feel so deeply for both of the people in this question. And I think they're both wrong and both right. Oh, I know. I like them both. And I'm also yeah, like, yeah. No, both I support wrong. both of them. And, and depending, we need more info. But let's see what happens with Jerry and Betty. OK. Dear friendshipers, my friend Jerry quotes around the name because it is fake. And I hold a lot of the same beliefs regarding the systemic problems with pharmaceutical companies, health insurance and capitalism. Producers note, fuck yes. However, Jerry has taken this a step further. He's skeptical of the coronavirus media coverage, science in general, and the value of doctors. We had an hour-long conversation about it yesterday that got us nowhere. On the other hand, I feel like, yes, I can see how we got to this point since there have been truly repulsive historic problems in the past and present. For example, HeLa cells, the opioid crisis, prisoners without soap, etc., etc. On the other hand, Can I be friends with someone who has such a different view of science? Thanks, Betty. Ooh, Betty. Ooh, Betty. Can you? I don't know. (laughs) Betty. Ooh, Betty. (laughs) So here's where I want to begin. I want to begin with, I guess this is kind of a disclaimer. This is what I would say. I personally would be pissed at someone right now if they were straight up ignoring protocol. If they were deliberately coughing on people or not social distancing or holding parties or attending, I don't know, going not just just being deliberately ignorant. If they're one of the people who got the 606 in the lakefront shut down because nobody would stop. Yeah. And because it was like 65 (laughs) degrees and everyone was like, no, it's fine. Hey, I'm going to do a little annoyed sidebar about that, actually, because I have been running every single day. It's the only way I'm keeping sane right now. The streets are empty, man. You don't need to use a 606 or the lakefront trail. I run every day. And if I happen to come across another person, I give them 10 feet of space. It is so easy to do. Do not tell me you need the lakefront or the 606 trail to get exercise. You absolutely do not. Myth busted. Yeah, honestly. And the reason why I like called that out is because um, Connell's pissed because he's really he was he's a runner as well. And he was doing really good social distancing, keeping space and stuff like that. But now nobody can even social distance on the 606 of the lakefront. He was so excited to go run alone I at the, the lakefront oh and God. now it's closed. I, uh, I, I think the, the lakefront trail has been closed like one, t- one time in the past 10 years I've been yeah. using it. And uh, good job, everybody. This is why we yeah. can't have nice things. So sorry, now we're on the topic. Yeah, go ahead, please. <laughs> I, promise, I promise we will answer this question. 
But like, okay, so J.B. Pritzker, our billionaire governor, who I never liked, I love. He's doing now. a good I think job. He must, yeah, he had like I need to look up her name because she's amazing. But uh, as is usual, usually the case with rich men, there's a black woman like vice governor who I've I met through an indivisible um, like rally thing, and she's outstanding and has outstanding, really good ideas. And what I'm assuming is happening is that she's telling JB what to do. <laughs> and, that, and JB's like, okay, guys, well, you didn't stop partying, so fuck you. Now everything's closed. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I'm really happy with how he's been shutting Me everything too. down. Um, anyway, Jen, I agree with you. Where you're going with this is that it seems, it, we hope that Jerry is doing the right things. And we are going to answer this question as though Jerry is acting the right way because that was not indicated in the question and that would make this question a lot harder um so we're gonna we're gonna answer it as though he's doing the right things and hand washing and social distancing but he just has weird ideas yes exactly now if he's not doing those things you do have my permission to be hard on him but um it just sounds like to me what i'm getting from this is he's doing the right things but he doesn't like it and he doesn't trust authority which we're gonna get into that and we totally yeah we're gonna get into that absolutely is he washing his hands You do not have to be hardcore into doctors and virology to do the the, the small things of social distancing and washing your hands. Jerry does not need to understand the nitty gritty of how a virus works to trust that. Exactly. And like I here's what it comes down to. I think I cannot personally fault someone who feels deep mistrust and worry and abandonment. Like, I would personally allow him to have his skepticism. And if you yeah. can't handle his skepticism of science and doctors, then you have a topic that is off limits to, to both of you. And I think that's, that's a way to have your friendship move forward. But if he's actively following protocol, I would allow him to have pretty much everything, every other view. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, the U.S. government literally gave black men syphilis just to see what would happen. The U.S. government refuse to help AIDS patients. An, acad- an epidemic that's still happening that hasn't been solved. You know, go ahead and Google Reagan and AIDS. You know, Central Park used to be a prospering black community the government just decided to destroy and make into a park. It was called Seneca Village. Like, I really don't blame people for holding bad feelings about this, especially because one of the things that makes me mad about the coronavirus coverage, um, I'm really glad. So let me clarify the fact that I'm glad that the media seems to be taking this seriously. Obviously, we need to do a better job of um, removing misinformation. Um, And it's not our major like uh, news sources who are having a problem with this. It's like, you know, the shit that your mom's sharing on Facebook, of course. But uh, I I am skeptical of the media, too. I feel like the media should be covering uh, deaths related to climate change in the way that it's that it has been covering coronavirus. There are issues in the world that have been far reaching and very serious that we've ignored for so long because the media has not taken action on it. Um, so, yes, I agree with being skeptical of the media, especially because our fucking government just told us, what did Donald Trump say? He was like, mix these two drugs and you'll be cured or something crazy. Like we have an actual uh, con artist as the most powerful person in our government. I mean, I, I mistrust them as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the leader of the free world called this whole thing a hoax a few weeks ago while uh, his his ratings are going up, apparently. like. <laughs> oh, his ratings. Yeah, his ratings. His personal ratings? His personal... His pers- How did... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you... And you have to remember, this is literally unprecedented. Literally. Um, yes. What is not unprecedented is, um, like, Trin, like all those examples you were saying, Trin, it's not unprecedented that doctors fail. People simply do not get the care they need. And 
Um, I, I doctors are also operating in a broken system. Healthcare workers do not have the resources they need to help people right now. And we mm-hmm. we also think like I mean, look if if you look at what's happening, you can't really trust in your ability to get the care you need right now. And that that was true right. even before the virus. Especially for women, and especially women of color. I mean, women of color, I mean, before the pandemic, could go to a hospital and just be rejected because like, oh, it's just your emotions sort of thing. I mean, like, really, Betty, I'm sure that you are, uh, you're averse in this because, I mean, from your question, um, you have a lot of knowledge of, like, the fuck-ups <laughs> that the American medical system and the American government have made. Um, so I, I'm glad that you can at least, at the very least, kind of see eye to eye with Jerry. Especially if Jerry is a person of color, he has been marginalized by the medical community his entire life because the medical community operates under the same shitty biases that the rest of us do, except that if they fuck up in their job, you could die. So like they have, you know, the same biases of women are emotional and like everything's due to anxiety and that's not a heart attack. <laughs> you know, like I, um, I, I just I really I understand why Jerry feels this way. And also right now, healthcare workers are not operating with the tools they need. You know, they uh, if Jerry is, um, you know, avoiding going to hospitals right now, a certain degree of that is actually really helpful. Like, I'm not saying, you know, give yourself stitches or self-surgery, just like a mild amount of, of avoiding hospitals is probably a really good idea at the moment. You're a smart person with the Internet. If you have a tummy ache, go sit on the toilet for a little while. Before you call 911, you know, like I I think that Jerry's mistrust is also uh, practical in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And you said in your question, Jerry and I hold a lot of the same beliefs regarding the systematic problems with farm companies, health insurance and capitalism. So there's your foundation. I mean, you don't sound like I'm not getting vibes that you're diametrically opposed that that either of you are operating with like completely different information. It sounds like you you have a lot in common. And then from there, your views branch out. And both of you are entitled to that. You know that. You know that. It also sounds like this might be, um, even if if Jerry didn't share this with you, it sounds like Jerry might have a very personal connection, might have had a very, very bad experience um, with with the healthcare industry. Or, I mean, we're all having a bad experience with the president. (laughs) So, like, that's pretty universal. But this also sounds like it could be, um, like, like, it could be what happened to Jerry. It could be something that happened to a family member. Like, I don't know. I would tread carefully and do even if you don't agree, can you can you can you reach out with respect to talk to the asker? Like, I know we've been kind of saying like, oh, Jerry's Jerry's right. Well, I mean, Jerry's not 100 percent right. Here's the thing. You're both in isolation right now. It's really good that I mean, if you can handle it, if this is too stressful, like, you know, avoid the topic, like we said. But it's really good that you're both talking about your feelings and you're talking about the weird shit that you believe and you're not sure you believe because uh, in isolation, those weird ideas can go unchecked if nobody's calling us on them. Like we need to check and balance each other's weird fucking brains right now because they're going to keep getting weirder and weirder as we continue to isolate ourselves because the human brain can convince itself of anything in solitude, you know, especially uh, if we don't have the check and balances of our friends that are always around to be like, oh, hey, buddy, like, no, you're not the worst. Um, these are these are feelings that I don't think human beings can can handle alone. But you both have information that's wrong and you both have information that is correct. So these conversations are frustrating and it may not be worth having them, but we encourage you to have those discussions when you have the energy and you feel like it's worthwhile 
Because adding that perspective into one another's lives at a time where you can't get into a room and relay info to each other, you can't get into a room and say like, oh my God, what a silly thing you just said. And Bill agrees. I know this is hard, but I actually think that you've been doing the right thing in talking about it. I I completely agree with that. I've been keeping myself in check because I know that I am a very unreliable narrator when I am in isolation. You know, it's like if I have the bad 3am thoughts where I'm I'm laying there in the dark and everything, you know, feels worse and bad and my my mind is like zinging over th- like from thought to thought, uh, usually all the mistakes I've made in my life, that brain, that 3am brain might visit me at 1pm. It might visit me at 4 right. p.m. Like, because there's nothing, there's no other, there, there's nothing keeping that version of my brain away right now, which is why having yeah. these, man, even like getting on a call, John and I, uh, my partner and I had a, a happy hour on like Friday where we just got on a uh, 5 p.m. like Zoom chat and like talked for like a half hour with some friends. And it was so, we, oh, that's so yeah, good. and I wouldn't say we talked about anything that vital, which, but that is so needed right now because. It's grounding is what it is. It reminds you that everything in your brain isn't necessarily true or reliable. And I think, and this is, I agree, Trin. I'm glad that you're talking to your friends. I'm glad you're having serious conversations. I hope you're having non-serious conversations too. You know, we spent a lot of time at the top of the show talking about how like, you know, I'm very introverted. Like it's very stressful for me to go out. At the same time, I know that I'm missing something of value from not being forced to be around people. So the other day, my buddy was saying to me that when you're in isolation and all you see is yourself or your partner or like the very few people that you live with, you forget that you are a physical being that can be like understood and appreciated by other people. And so the first like week of quarantine, um, I was in pajamas every single day, like everybody else, you know, I was in pajamas during night, day jamas during the day. And I started getting dressed in the morning, not because it would make me more productive or like I'm going to get down to work or something like that, but to remind myself that I do exist as a physical creature. I don't know how else to describe that. No, I'm with you, Trin. (laughs) You know, I've been taking quarantine selfies every day of my outfit because it reminds me that I'm still... Like, I'm still a physical creature that can be understood socially. And I don't want to forget that and forget how to do that. Because one day the quarantine's going to end. So I think I, what Trin and I are asking you to do is consider that you are both right and you are both wrong. And um, yeah, you're both right and you're both wrong. And, and you can also hold two ideas in your brain at once. And uh, I know that's annoying to hear because we all want answers and we all want to be correct and we all feel correct. And science is correct. I mean, that's why it's science. But Turn and I believe in science, and we also believe in asking questions and questioning authority and having a healthy dose of skepticism and taking care of yourself. And I'm going to be real for a minute. Um, like one of the reasons I truly believed in marriage and getting married to my partner was I really wanted someone to advocate for me if I've ever unable to advocate for myself in a hospital. Even if I can advocate for myself when I'm, if I find myself in a hospital, I still want a second person there to help me. Dude, Jen, so that was one of the reasons that um, me and my first husband, God, it sounds like I'm like so much cooler than I am when I say my first husband. <laughs> sounds like I should have like a floor length dress and a martini, but I don't. Um, I, so that's why uh, we stayed married up until the last minute is because I wanted him to be able to have because he's my best friend. You know, I wanted him to have like power of attorney or something like I did not want. Um, I love my family, but I know that my ex 
has a better understanding of who I am and what I want than my family does. So if there was ever some kind of crazy emergency that somebody needed to make choices on my behalf, I wanted him to be able to do yeah. it. I fully understand. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. If, uh, if I'm in the hospital, the choices are mine. I am the quarterback. I am in the yeah. driver's seat. But the person I want uh, backseat driving or in the passenger seat is uh, is that person, that person right there. Absolutely. Yeah. I wonder if this is something that men ever think about. I wonder if this is a very non-men thing. Because I remember when I brought it up to my ex, I was like, hey, so I'm in no rush to do this paperwork. You get insurance and I get somebody to like, you know, if I get knocked out, <laughs> you know, to. to that like, is so oh, interesting. It, yeah. If it's if it leans uh, a problem that that falls under the umbrella of things women worry about. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder, too. Um. Anyway, um, so I feel like if we if we feel ready to do the in conclusion here, my in conclusion would be. You're both right and you're both wrong. And that's really important. It's really important that you guys are talking about these feelings. Also, something we didn't mention that I just realized right now is Jerry might be venting. You might be a safe space for Jerry to talk about the worst fears that he has about about the coronavirus coverage and science in general. It may be, especially if you have the evidence that he's washing his hands and social distancing, it may be that he just he just needs to get these shitty thoughts out to somebody. And, and again, we don't know specifically what the shitty thoughts are. And I would say the shittiest thought is coronavirus isn't real or something like that. You know, if he's saying that, you know, obviously do something different. Um, <laughs> but but uh, I think that the, that uh, he may be venting and, and maybe you are a safe space for that. And, and if you want to say something like, you know, when you um, these these thoughts are pretty far out of like left or right field, whichever direction you feel like is is best. Maybe check yourself on that, Jerry. Like as long as you're doing the right things, great. But like, you know, I, I hope that you're venting to me and these aren't things that you think all of the time. That's another option. Yeah, that's true. I'm really glad you, you mentioned that. It could be that Jerry trusts you to share his deepest, darkest beliefs of the world, which case that is a testimony to you. That means Jerry trusts you with some pretty strong emotions and some strong beliefs. And that's that's a good thing. That's um, that is friendship. Yeah. Literally every day that I wake up alive and society is still hobbling along is a day that I did not expect. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like if you asked me a year ago, like, do you think the world is going to exist in 2020? And I would say no. I think society will probably crumble before then. But I've been thinking that for like five years, you know, and, and only venting that to like my dearest, closest friends. And then I guess also this, you know, publicly published podcast. But like uh, you can be wrong is what I'm saying. Like you can have really like sad opinions based on the information that you have and be incorrect and need to vent those things. And I hope I'm making myself yeah, clear. No, I got you. Yeah, I, like, uh, depression brain is to me, you're speaking my my language of depression brain tells me stuff that I believe to be true and mm -hmm. but isn't isn't quite isn't all the way there. Another thing I'll say is this isn't directed exactly at the asker, but while it's on my mind, I'm just going to say it. Your friends may not be doing well. <laughs> OK, yeah. just like a quick, quick reminder, your friend that has all their shit together, that, you know, has, is is the person that meets all the deadlines that has a is very productive at work, that seems so put together, that exercises and goes to the gym every day they might be struggling more than you can even imagine. Jerry right. might be struggling so much. Betty, you might be struggling even more than you realize, which makes this conversation you two have been having all the more heavy. 
everything feels sharper. Because like we said, this is literally unprecedented. You've never had feelings that were uh, in the context of a global pandemic before. The world has gone through several major shifts in the last few decades. You know, like we've had like a major societal like paradigm shift. Obviously, the first one that I think of that was relevant to me as a millennial, which is when I was 16, I think, is is Mm 9-11, because like that, that changed the world in measurable ways. When this is over, the world's going to be different. You know, it may just be that we use more copper in like our water fixtures and stuff because they they kill copper kills viruses. It may be that there's more space between seats on airplanes and in movie theaters. You know, like our world is going to be different. And there's no way to predict how that's going to shake out. It, it's going to be in good ways, such as like you know more accessibility. And like, I would doubt in the future that we're still going to be going to conventions and like breathing on each other and everybody getting sick all the time. I think we will figure something out, you know? Yeah, I've been thinking about that, too. I'm trying to think of there's there's really no way and I have no strong prediction. But I, I don't right. think I'm I think there's going to be a strong uh, movement for people to wear masks and gloves to the airport like forever possibly there are people that have already been doing that their entire lives and now i think we're going to see much more of that if we if we did away with handshaking that would be perfectly fine by me don't really like doing it anyway i don't either especially like you know like french cheek kissing or oh my god yeah why asking for diseases Uh, i mean okay are you have you found yourself like watching tv right now and see people like have close contact like oh my god stop it oh yeah, you're on you're on a TV show that wasn't filmed right now. Jen, it's like, you know, when you watch like Die Hard or like something from like the like 80s or 90s or whatever. And it's like watching a period piece because people are smoking <laughs> in public yes. places. Oh, my God. Yes. So it's like that's that's what's going to happen. And like, again, we can't guess one way or the other. All we're saying is that this time in the world is important and it's changing and it's hard and everybody's dealing it with it different ways. And it sounds like Betty and Jerry are dealing with it in completely different ways. And I'm really glad that you have each other. Betty, you have every right to say, you know what, Jerry, I think I want to change the subject. Let's talk about some scripts, Jen. Let's talk about like when Jerry gets over the top. Like, you know what, Jerry, I got to say it's bumming me out. And I only have a certain threshold for things to bum me out in a day-to-day world that bums me out. You want to talk about puppies? That is such a reasonable ask right now. Yeah. I've had friends say that in group chats right now and everyone's like, oh my God, totally. Or if someone does bring up a difficult topic, they're like, hey, I'm going to talk about this for one second, but uh, feel free to mute the thread yeah. or whatever. But yeah, you can totally say, I need a break from this topic or I love you, but this is just too heavy. Um, or maybe not it's too heavy. You're like, maybe this is too intense. Maybe this is information that's not useful to me right now. Yeah. Whatever you need to say to put a temporary pause on the topic, it is it is so okay to do that. Or even just say something that is factually true, such as, um, hey, Jerry, when you say that you don't believe in science, that doesn't make any sense because science is a process of solving problems and that data is then peer reviewed by other people who are very smart. So saying that you don't believe in science makes absolutely no sense because it's not like saying you don't believe in uh, specifically like Anglican Protestantism. It's, you know, like it's <laughs> there's no book of things that you have to believe forever. Science is an ever changing body of information. So when you say you don't believe in science, it's meaningless and makes me angry. <laughs> you know, like you can say that. Yeah, too. that's so true. I mean, y- you know, your friend better than we do. If he says something like I hate doctors. That to me sounds like venting. It sounds like exaggeration. You're right. It sounds kind of like, okay, yeah. But, you know, it would rub me the wrong way if Jerry said, I hate therapists. I would be like, oh, all of them? There's a couple of good ones out there. Yeah. (laughs) 
I personally <laughs> you know? have gotten a lot of help from a therapist, Jerry. I've personally gotten a lot of help from doctors, Jerry. I'm sorry that you've had a negative experience. Um, I hope that you find professionals that will help you in the future, you know? Yeah, that's such a good way of, of putting it. I was also thinking about so when you said I hate doctors, which is not something that, that Jerry said, but something that I, I have heard, that my first thought was... so. Th- <laughs> God. So there's this really cute cat that I follow on Instagram. His name is Stumpy Stambley. And I love him so much. His name is Oh my his God. His name is Stanley. And he's got little tiny little dwarf legs. And I love him. Uh, and there's been very few pictures of Stanley posted. And there was a post by the runner of the account, the human guardian of Stanley. And what she said was Stanley is now living with her parents because the Instagram account holder is a nurse and uh, they're trying to and she needs to self-isolate much harder than other people. And there's a worry that the virus will mutate and like become passable to cats and dogs and things like that. And so she's doing her part by her her cat is living with her parents and she's living in total isolation. And when I think about you know, medical professionals like that who are giving up everything to, you know, they're giving up their main source of comfort. Like if if I if I couldn't be with my partner and my cats and my plants right now, I mean, like I need that. I like desperately, desperately need that. I don't know. I, I think about those people who are giving up so much. Do you, Jen, did you ever watch Adventure Time? A little bit of it. Yeah. There's a, there's a part of it Adventure Time, and I don't mind spoilers because I think this show is like five years done. Um, but it's a minor spoiler that a the mother of one of the main characters turns out that she was a doctor during a human plague. And she uploaded her consciousness into a bunch of robots so that those robots could take care of human society without getting the virus. And she died from that. And I know that that's not real, you know, but like I don't know none of the people that I know who are medical professionals and I know a few. I know that all of them would do that, you know, like and I know that that's why they got into the field. Certainly there are doctors who got in there because it's a very high paid profession or they wanted bitches or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. People have different. Those people exist. Sure. Does they exist in every single industry? But now is the time when I, I do believe in the good people. Uh, I mean, these people are healthcare workers are literally on the front lines right now. Yep. Yep. Like, uh, man, I, especially in grocery store workers. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, I've never been the, the phrase essential worker has been like it's filling my brain. So I, I really think that the people who are not, you know, taking this seriously are the people who are you are appealing to their knowledge and their internal common sense. And they're saying, I can't see this. This hasn't changed my day to day because I live in a suburb, like all this stuff. They're saying, like, here's our, here are all my facts. We are getting through this hand in hand. And one of the good ways that you can do this is to arm yourself with information. Try and empathize with even the worst person who just who can't see beyond their nose and, and try, you know. I try and emphasize with the person like Jerry who doesn't trust doctors or hospitals. The good news is they don't have to trust doctors and hospitals in order to act accordingly right now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Choosing our battles, I think, is really important. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. I wouldn't debate Jerry on. Uh, I wouldn't debate Jerry right now. I wouldn't I just, either. I, I just I just I wouldn't personally have the energy for it. Yeah. What I would have the energy for is meeting him, um, uh, uh, meeting him on the common ground you do have. Yeah. And um, I think that might be might make might make this whole thing just a little easier on you. Like, Jerry, I agree. Shit is real. As long as you're washing your hands and quarantining, though, we're on the same team. Love you, buddy. Love you. As long as you're taking care of yourself. That, XOXO. That is what, XOXO, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm really glad that we vent a little bit. And this is so hard, guys. If there are people that you are having a hard time talking to and getting through to, please email us friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Like it doesn't have to be about coronavirus, but obviously that's what's on everybody's mind right now. Whether it's you have to convince your mom to wash your, her hands or your best friend from childhood is posting the worst shit and, and you still feel like you can make a difference. Let us know. This is why we still do this show is because interpersonal communication is still important, even though you're not going to parties. Yeah, um, I may, might have might be more important than ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at do friendship at Jen Dangerous at Trin and Tonic. Again, I want to say it one more time. Send us questions. We've been getting some really good questions. We want to hear from you um, at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing from afar. Thank you to Alex Cox, our podfather and audio daddy. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing. Thank you, Monica Verma, for being our agent. Thank you, Lauren Gallagher, for all your design work. I always feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Let's just start thanking random ass people. Um, thank you to uh, everybody on my Slack channel uh, for making the Animal Crossing chat because I really <laughs> needed to compare uh, island fruits with people. Um, thank you to all. If you work at a grocery store, fucking thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything you're doing for us. Um, if you are my upstairs neighbor listening to this, um, that's really weird. But thank you for letting letting your dog visit me every single day and not being not pretending like you don't notice when I uh, th like throw stones at the window like Romeo and Juliet trying to get him to come out and play with me. Thank you. Oh, man. So thank you, too. So I put a roll of quarters downstairs in the laundry room for like and I put a little note for neighbors oh, who don't have good enough. Good job. Thank you. But here's the best part is that um, the number of been quarters has been going up and down for the past three weeks, which Aww. means that people are taking them, but also putting some in for other people. So thank you to all my neighbors. Um, thank you to medical workers, especially Nadia. Especially <laughs> Nadia, who is a... Uh who has always been like the oh man i'm getting i'm getting emotional she's always been emotional. like this she's always been like the source of wisdom and light and and comedy <laughs> and uh relief for me and now to see her actively and actively doing her thing in a time of crisis has been really really wonderful and it, it she gives me hope i can see her literally helping people and i don't often get privy into her i don't often get to see her doing her job but these days i kind of kind of have insight into it and it's it makes me feel like we actually are going to be okay most of us some of us yeah i mean like it is god like one of the hard things about deeply appreciating your friends is that there's no perfect way to convey that to people like i can say my friends are so kind and so wonderful and so different and care so much that that's what gives me like faith about the world but i can't really convey that to people and give them that safe same faith but i do know that everybody has a squad of people that they're like oh shit you know what if everybody was like the five of us we could make like yeah. a real community you know um reach out to those people um, everybody, like, do whatever you can to take care of yourself. You are part of a greater community. You are valuable on your own. If you if you can keep yourself happy and uh, if you can keep yourself comfortable during these times, then you are doing a favor to the universe by keeping that person that we love happy and safe and comfortable. Anyway, uh, this has been Friendshipping. I don't remember what part of the thank yous I'm on, but thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship I am going to sit here in total silence, uh, and I'm going to look at the wall. <laughs> hey, what a great idea. <laughs> All right. Th th 30 Ready? seconds starting now.